Today we are chatting with Christina. She is an entrepreneur and creator behind Island to Eastside, the trendiest, most fabulous monogram beaded bags for any event. Today we are chatting with Christina. She's an entrepreneur and creator behind Island to Eastside. They're monogram beaded bags that you could wear for any event. Hello. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm obsessed with your bags. I even have mine right here with me. I got this for my wedding. Oh, you're so cute. I love it. Postpone, which you're a Corona bride too, right? Yes, I am. I am. So I'm so happy that we can relate in this um, in this realm because it's definitely been a tough year for everyone, obviously, but brides especially. Um, and having, you know, such a big bridal business with the bags, of course, like you mentioned, I really, my heart goes out to everyone that is in our situation. So absolutely. Um, okay, so I want to talk about you as an entrepreneur and your company. So I remember when I first saw your bags online, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the hottest thing. I need to have this. Kind of backtrack a little bit because I want to talk about you where you had a full-time career and then what made you kind of jump and start your own business? Sure. I always really knew, to be honest, that I wanted to work for myself. Um, Even in college, Honestly, going back as far as remembering my high school years, I feel like I always had this very hustle type mentality, Um, just loved work, loved making money um, from from a very young age. So obviously, um, after graduating college, I think that it's pretty typical of our generation um, to be advised, you know, you go into corporate and you start your career and you make your mark. So I did exactly that. And I ended up in, um, I graduated with a degree in fashion merchandising. So I ended up, um, my first job was in corporate sales for an, a large apparel company, which I absolutely loved. Um, and it was the type of thing that I kind of fell into uh, sales instead of merchandising, which I was happy with because I'm a people person and I love chatting um, and I love selling. So I stuck with that for about seven years. And Honestly, it sounds so cliche, but I had this itch inside to just want to start something of my own. Um, So I had a jewelry business when I was younger, uh, kind of like selling in home, um, a little like social selling type of business. So you've always had that entrepreneur in you. Yeah, I really did. I really did. And I I, I think it just sounds so cliche, but it's honestly the truth. Right. Um, and I think it's one of those things that you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of just, it's always been a part of my nature. But so. I think too, it's, you know, there's so many people who have so many ideas and they're like, I would love to start this business. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of people who get comfortable in their nine to five and it's scary to take that jump because you don't know if it's going to succeed or fail. So when you were kind of making that decision, like, I know I want to do this and you went with your gut and you did it. Can you talk about that experience? It was a struggle. I will not discount that one bit. I started this company in November of 2017, and I didn't leave my full-time job, which was very demanding, to be Uh honest, until September of 2019. So it was almost two full years that I was working full-time. I don't even want to say like nine to five because that really wasn't the culture of where I was at. Um, And then doing this on the side. So it was, uh, it wasn't something that I just jumped right into. And to be completely honest, it wasn't a decision that I made very lightheartedly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that obviously, you know, all of the risk factors that are associated with starting your own thing um, kind of come into play. And of course, um, the what you should or shouldn't do is, you know, are constantly playing in the back of your head. But it got to a point where I just felt like it's now or never type of a thing. Um, and I knew that if I, it wasn't a risk that I took and something that I invested in myself um, in doing, I would probably regret it my whole life. So finally, um, I, I took the jump. But it definitely took me about nine, 10 months to make the decision. I was deliberating for a really long time. And then what advice would you give to people who are thinking about making that jump? Again, this sounds like such a cliche, but there's never going to be a right time. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like just like there's never a right time to get married or a right time to start a family. There's never going to be that moment that you wake up one day and you're like, today is a great day for me to leave my secure job and, exactly. and take so this true. job. And I know that because the type A perfectionist or recovering perfectionist that I am, I had that that I was holding on to that. I was waiting for the day that I woke up and I was like, I'm, I'm ready today. You're, um, ne- you're never going to be ready. So if you feel unsettled, if you feel torn, I would say then the decision's already been made for you and you just have to do it. I love that. And I think you have to be ready to accept that there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be crazy challenges it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I mean, I, I could speak to that firsthand. Um, just because of what's going on in the world with the pandemic. I, I left in September 2019, as I mentioned. So I had like, five hot months where things were normal, um, pre pandemic. And I was running my own business. I was you know, working for myself for like five minutes before Mm -hmm. all of this started to happen. So there's going to be challenges and it's, it's not, everything's going to be wrapped up in a pretty red bow. And it's been a struggle, you know, I would, I would never discount that, but nonetheless, it's not something that truly I, I, I've never looked back and said I should have stayed. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the product and the brand right now. So is your whole thing surrounded around the bags or are you branching out in other ways? Can you tell everybody a little bit about the brand? 
Sure. So yes, we um, definitely see our core customer gravitating towards the bags, but and that is what we are known for. Absolutely, our hand beaded custom bags. However, I think that there is such an interest in our brand right now and who we are as people that I am trying to pivot away from being known as a handbag brand to being known as a custom brand and a lifestyle brand. So yes, there are new products coming. Um, we've already ventured out into a couple different accessories. We had a denim jacket launch. I loved the jean jackets and I think oh, that's the perfect you. gift. I mean, everybody's doing that when somebody gets engaged, like the name on the back. I was going to get one for my sister um obsessed with those thank you thank you so yes the denim jackets was our first apparel play and then we've had a couple other smaller accessories pouches mask chains um and then done a couple collaborations with some other brands on items that they specialize in so yes we are um definitely starting to branch out and there's a couple really exciting things in the works for 2021 that are completely new product categories that we've never had so i am so excited because i've been following along this whole time and i just can't wait to see what else you guys create so are you all online or are you in any stores? Like where can people shop? The bulk of our business is primarily e-commerce through our site, um, through our brand shop. We do wholesale as well to um, a good number of boutique stores across the nation. Um, we've actually had even some interest globally, which is internationally, which is pretty exciting. But the... Um, we are primarily D2C and e-commerce um, based. And I read your blog article, um, which I just love. This is kind of going back a little bit about taking that jump to start your own company. So there were a few points that like really stuck out to me that I wanted to talk about. Um, so I'll just say them and then we can kind of talk through them. So the first one was talking, talk about mixing business with pleasure. Know what you're good at and get help on the rest. Perfection is the enemy of profit. I loved that one. And then follow your gut. So let's talk about like those four points. Sure. Okay. So I guess I'll start off with your first. Um, this age old saying of that you can't mix business with pleasure is something that I personally do not believe. I work with, I, I go into this in the blog in, in a bit of detail. I my first hire for Island Eastside was my youngest sister, Gabrielle. She's six years younger than me. Um, so we've been working together on this for two years, a little over two years, actually. And my second hire was one of her best friends from college, Hannah, who is our art director. So um, those are our two full-time, my first two full-time employees were far from just business relationships. Did it cause any fights at all working with like your sister and her best friend? Like, did you find it challenging at all? It's definitely challenging at times, um, but never any fights, never any, we've never had 
and I wouldn't, if I ever saw it heading in that direction, it's something that I just wouldn't be comfortable putting my business at risk for. Honestly, if anything, I think as sisters, it's made our relationship grow. And we've been challenged in ways to, different ways, um, but it's made our communication better. It's made our relationship better. So I've, I see it all as a positive. Um, but what I kind of go into in the blog is that my core belief is you know who you work with can work with and you know who you can't work with so it doesn't really matter if that person is family or is a friend i think if you are intuitive enough about what you need for your business and what you need for yourself and what kind of support system you want to have around you whether that person is a friend or a family you'll know either way if you can or cannot make it work with them so that's that's like a myth that I feel like we've definitely defied here. You seem like such a bubbly, positive, amazing person. So I feel like anybody can work with you. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Next one. So know what you're good at and get help on the rest. I That is so, so important. So let's talk about that a little sure. bit. So I think that this is like another, I would call it entrepreneurial myth. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs start out by making the mistake that they think that they need to be good at everything. They think they need to do everything and they think that they need to be great at everything. That is humanly impossible. And I think the quicker that you learn that you don't need to be good at everything and you can ask for help and you can outsource and still be a really successful entrepreneur, for me, and I think for most, that is the second that your business makes a pivot because you then can make the time investment in the things that only you can do and the things that you are great at and then get help on the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I mentioned that I said I was like a recovering perfectionist, which I think comes up in one of the points a little bit later. I love to refer to myself as that because I, I have always been very type A definitely a perfectionist, definitely had that attitude of, you know, if you want a job done, you have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I really think that you could get yourself into trouble having that type of mentality being an entrepreneur because there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Perfection is the enemy of profit. And it's funny because I'm also a type A personality and I work very fast and I work in the entertainment industry. So everything has to move so, so fast. Um, it's sometimes like, I, I always say, start before you're ready, like just jump in, dive in. And then my mom's a TV producer. So she, she's a little bit the other way because she's a perfectionist. So sometimes it takes her a little bit longer. I've learned through my own personal experiences that perfectionism kind of like your mom, like has slowed me down. And I think that there is something to be said about wanting things done right and vetting through all opportunities. And you need to pick and choose which ones you are going to obsess over. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, this really resonated in the beginning when I was launching the brand and launching the website and the Instagram. It's really easy to get caught up in like all of the things that you don't have you know, budget for the professional photography and videography and having the site be exactly how you want. Um, And for me, that was 
it was a point where I really realized that I either needed to get past my perfectionism so that I could start being profitable and making money and focusing on sales or kind of be held back by it. You know, that fear of like holding on to something until it's perfect. You kind of just have to like let it out into the world. We are going to play a game called Let's Make Waves, aka Spilling the Tea, where I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you a question. Okay. No answer, just dive in. Okay. First thing, greatest single achievement in your career? I would say that it is being able to leave my full-time job to run Island Seaside full-time. Biggest inspiration? For me, I would say it's a person, and it was my last boss at a corporate job, and her name is Amy. Biggest regret? Also about my last job, not leaving it sooner and not trusting in myself to um, run Island to Eastside full-time sooner. Favorite place to shop? That's a tough one. Um... I literally do not discriminate with shopping, so I, I can't even name a singular place. I, I love them all. Any Anything, I'm like a see it, buy it, love it type of a person. Favorite current fashion trend? <sighs> That's a tough one, too. I think I would have to say, although this is like a little bit of old news at this point, probably tie-dye. Um, the girls in the office would definitely agree. They make fun of me like all the time because I have about 800 tie-dye sweatshirts. So I love tie-dye. I have to go with tie-dye. Tie-dye is amazing. I have all the sweatsuits too as well. <laughs> um, and then biggest splash you ever made in the industry. It's funny you're asking that because someone actually kind of asked me the same question last night actually. And I feel like for me, there's never been this like aha big break moment it's really just been like a very slow consistent and gradual incline so I don't know maybe it hasn't happened yet well you are such a success and I've been following your brand like I said from the beginning and I'm gonna buy so much more, so many more I want to actually get bags for all my bridesmaids so oh, I'm gonna be your best customer I, I have no doubts that the both of us will get the wedding we deserve one day yeah all of us, we all deserve it and we're gonna have it, I know it. We will. Thank you so much, it was so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too, this was so much fun.